0: Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk, Long Beach Water with Kevin Wadier, General Manager of the Long Beach Water Department, and Matt Lyons, Director of Planning and Conservation, all here in one minute. The opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of the program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose her hope or faith.
1: Never Still the home
2: of the brave
1: talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison for over 100 years life powered by Edison the press telegram your local newsleader for over 100 years and Long Beach Magazine coastal living city style
0: Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now, your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us. Our focus tonight is on Long Beach Water. Our first guest is the general manager of the Long Beach Water Department, uh, Kevin Wadier. Kevin, welcome back to Straight Talk. Nice to be back, Art. Kevin has been the general manager for nine years of Long Beach Water, and he previously served 13 years with uh, the MWD, the Metropolitan Water District. He's an engineer by background, and let me just state for the record, because I'm familiar with water that Long Beach has one of the best water departments in the state and is recognized as such, so I'm very proud of what you you do. But we're faced with a, a serious situation. Give us a Give our viewers a sense of the, the water supply situation at the state and local level.
1: Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, we've been through three pretty tough years. The last three years uh, in, here in northern California in particular have been pretty dry. This year is actually a better year, so we're doing a little better this year. But we're coming off, you know, three dry years up north, and now we're starting to, to worry a little bit more about the Colorado River. You know, we get our water here in Long Beach, about 60% of it is from our local aquifer, and then about 40% of it we buy from the MWD. And they get their water from the Northern California and the state. And it's kind of funny how we kind of go from things are okay on the Colorado, but they're a problem up north, to vice versa. And so it kind of shifts back and forth. And now we're now we're, we're in better shape up north than we have been in the last few years. But now we're starting to get concerned about what's happening on the Colorado River again.
0: And Long Beach Water was cutting edge in imposing or getting the city to impose uh, Restrictions on usages, trying to stay ahead of the curve.
1: That's right. We were the first uh, city, first water district here in Southern California that got real aggressive in 2007 because mainly because of what was happening with Northern California with some endangered species rulings that put some restrictions on how much water we can get from up north, and because of that, we saw that we needed to really uh, reduce our demand here in Southern California. It's to it's respond. amazing.
0: Most companies in business advertise and try and increase demand for their products you deliberately and you got a statute to back ordinance to back you up wanted to reduce demand for your product
1: well it's you know water's a public resource and that's why most water is managed by public agencies because uh, you know we need to manage it in, in an environmentally responsible manner so we, yeah when we don't have enough we have to save it
0: but then and you were successful in that effort but ironically with the reduction of demand since you need a certain amount of revenue to operate Rates had to go up.
1: Our rates and everybody else's rates have gone up pretty significantly over the last couple of years, but we're through that now, and and I think those big rate increases are behind us.
0: Just to give our viewers a sense of the impact of the drought, uh, you brought a a photo of Lake Mead, which is uh, the reservoir off of the Colorado River.
1: That's the main reservoir on the Colorado River in what's called the Lower Basin. There's also Lake Powell, which is up in Arizona and Utah. But this is the main one, so it's just immediately east of Las Vegas. People have probably been there over to the dam, Hoover Dam.
0: Let's go back to that photo for a second and specifically looking at the arrow, uh, showing where the high water mark was, and and you can see where the water is now, A 100-foot drop. So...
1: Yeah, Lake Mead was built in 1935, and so um, it's started coming down about 10 years ago. So it's actually come down 110 feet now in the last 10 years. So it's actually right now the lowest it's been uh, for this time of year since 1965. And the forecast for later this year is it it could be the lowest it's ever been since it was built. So it's coming down year after year after year. What What we've seen is... Uh, 10 of the last 11 years, the amount of runoff coming into the Colorado River has been lower than normal. So the lake's coming down year after year after year. So about 10, 11 feet a year for for the last 11 years in a row now.
0: Just to reiterate what what Kevin mentioned, uh, we we get our water from the underground aquifers that we're blessed with having in this area and also from the Colorado River uh, through aqueducts uh, that the Metropolitan Water District has built and also through the State Water Project. Those are our our, our three sources, and uh, the drought conditions have uh, caused uh, less water, uh, at least in the past, in the aquifers, but also in the Colorado River, uh, other states like Nevada and Phoenix that have had a lot of building are reclaiming their legally entitled uh, quotas, and we used to get the benefit of their unused water And now they're reclaiming it.
1: That's exactly what's happened. They used to use a lot less. Now they're using their full allocation, both Nevada and Arizona. And so when you combine the fact that they're not using their full legal rights with this now 10 or 11-year lower than a normal precipitation, we're starting to see another what could be a serious situation develop over there.
0: So we have a systemic water shortage problem.
1: Well, it's kind of funny. Like I said, it goes back and forth, back and forth. And when we look at the whole picture, what it tells us is that what we've we've been doing here in Long Beach with conservation is is the right thing to do, and we need to continue to do it. And global warming also impacts your industry. Well, it looks like it. If you look at the Colorado, if you look at this year, for example, the Colorado River, and this is what we've been seeing for the last several years, even though the snowpack and the rain is, for example, about 80 to 90 percent of normal, the runoff's only about 65 percent of normal. So... I, I think that's probably global warming, that you're having less runoff than you normally had in the past for the same amount of precipitation. But the key
0: is to be proactive, as your agency has done, and get ahead of the curve.
1: Well, again, the, the conservation, I think, has put us you know, back into a pretty uh, balanced situation. We were, we were out of balance there for a while, and now we, I think we've gotten back into good balance.
0: Okay, we'll be continuing our conversation and joined in the next segment by Matt Lyons.
1: Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form
3: of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and
1: protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities.
3: Because electricity is different. The Port of Long Beach, one of the region's largest construction contractors, has work for businesses big and small. The SBE, or Small Business Enterprise Program, was established by the Board of Harbor Commissioners in 2004 to boost the local economy. Through this program, small businesses get a chance at big port contracts in the areas of construction, environmental consulting, engineering and architectural services, and more. To learn more, log on to www.polb.com or call 562-590-4146. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider. Providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program, we are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective lap band system. Community Hospital of Long Beach, when you have a choice, choose the best.
0: We're back, joined now by Matt Lyons, who's the Director of Planning and Conservation for the Long Beach Water Department. Matt, welcome back to our show.
2: Thank you
0: very much. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the need to conserve, and one of the exciting new uh, projects here is the Lawn to Garden Project. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well,
2: uh, we know that in Long Beach, uh, like a typical city, um, about half the water used at the normal home is used for outdoor landscape irrigation. And in Southern California, as we go forward, we look into the future. We know that we don't have enough water to continue to pour that much water on on the landscapes. And so we've done a number of things in Long Beach to uh, encourage people and to help people, uh, to facilitate people moving away from irrigating so much uh, onto their grass lawns. So the new program that we've just created is called the Lawn to Garden Program, which is to help people go from lawns, Uh, to
0: gardens. Let me just stop you there. What's wrong with a lawn?
2: Well a lawn, there's two issues really with a lawn. Uh, The first is a lawn is made of grass and grass is a kind of plant that requires a tremendous amount of water. So you think of some animals require a lot of water, other animals require almost no water. Grass is a kind of a plant Its biology requires a tremendous amount of water. In part because of that to irrigate grass correctly you need these old-fashioned sprinklers and typically only about half the water that comes out of a sprinkler actually goes into the ground to nourish the grass. The rest evaporates. It evaporates or if it's a breezy day it just gets blown down the street before it even lands okay. on the grass. Okay, lawns are, are bad. What is good? <laughs> What's good is uh, what we call a California friendly or a beautiful Long Beach landscape and these landscapes um, replace the grass with um, it can be a drought tolerant uh, shrubs and or what we call turf uh, or a bunch grass. Excuse me, this
0: is the before shot with the with the bad grass, <laughs> and here are the beautiful California drought friendly plants.
2: Exactly. And one of the things that you notice is that the landscape is much more colorful. Uh, you don't just have uh, the green grass, you have uh, purple uh, blooms, uh, orange blooms, that sort of thing. Another thing that you notice is that it's not all just uh, plant material, but they've got a very wide sidewalk now that's very human friendly. Here's another. Once again,
0: before the bad grass, even though it's a pretty home, And now we have, look at that. Now, they also painted the home, but it's uh, uh, look at that variety of drought-friendly choices you have.
2: And another thing I hope you notice is that uh, in both this home and the other home, when they took out some of the grass, they added a patio area. And that's one of the things that we're trying to get people to understand is these alternatives to grass is it improves our quality of life. In both of these homes... The people now spend more time in their front yard talking to their neighbors, greeting passersby, that sort of thing. The other thing these lands do, or these landscapes do, is you can imagine when rain falls on this, uh, there's virtually no runoff from this landscape. And in Long Beach, we need to be especially sensitive to that because this landscape runoff brings with it pesticides and herbicides and that sort of thing into where it brings it into the long beach coastal waters these california friendly landscapes have little to no runoff so
1: it's good for the city overall
0: so kevin as a result of this program and others you've had a real success in reducing water usage
1: exactly and as matt said this is all about inspiring people to do the right thing you know we've tried to be very positive with everything we've done on water conservation and our numbers are really show the results we're down seventeen percent from where we were three years ago and it's continuing We just set another record. We're setting records month after month after month. Some of our statistics are um, we're using the same amount of water in Long Beach right now as we did in 1965. Wow! And when you look at per person, per person water use is the same as 1945 at the end of World War II. So we're really changing uh, water consumption here in Long Beach and it's really working out great. Well, I remember
0: way back in New York City where I come from, we had a water shortage one year And they had a competition for slogans, and the winning slogan was, don't be a drip, save every drop. So uh, congratulations on on your success. And, of course, this builds on the low-flush toilets and other appliance programs you've had for many years. Exactly.
1: We've kind of moved. We did a great job with that over the last 20 years or so, really since the last drought. And now our focus, as Matt said, is really on the outside. There's a tremendous opportunity there to save water. Now, your goal is 100 by 100. What's that all about? Well, we'll be 100 years old next year. Long Beach bought a private water company in 1911, so in 2011 our water department will be 100 years old. And right now our per capita water use in Long Beach is 102. So we want people to come down another 2 Gallons per day. Gallons per person per day. So if we can get 2% more uh, savings in the next year, we'll be at 100 gallons per person per day in our 100th anniversary. That's what we're targeting.
0: Matt, final words to our viewers. Conserve
2: conserve and uh, let's lay the groundwork to be uh, really successful uh, in the future by implementing or institutionalizing this kind of water conservation.
0: Matt, thank you so much for joining us and we'll be continuing with Kevin after we come back from these messages. Welcome back. We're continuing conversation with uh, General Manager Kevin Air of the Long Beach Water Department. And remember, uh, life is water. Without water, nothing works. And uh, uh, let's talk about uh, the Metropolitan Water District, this mammoth agency that supplies you and 20 other cities with water. Uh, what's happening there with the rates and allocation?
1: Well, they've been in uh, last year. Their their year runs from July through June. So they're just finishing up the first year of uh, the shortage, uh, shortage allocation, first one they've done since the 87 to 91 drought. So they've just finished up the first year. They reduced all their customers, including us, by 10 percent below what we normally bought from them. And since we're down 17 percent, that's really been a non-issue for us and they are going to now extend it for a second year. So we'll be in this 10% reduction mode for a second year. So at the same price, that same uh, time that they're implementing these reductions, they also have had some pretty significant rate increases. I looked at, for example, what's happened to their rates that for the water we buy. If you look at the five-year period from 2007 now projecting out to 2012, which they've already set their rates for that five-year period, the price of the water we buy from them has gone up 66%. So it's gone up by two-thirds in a five-year So
0: different. your 17% reduction is critically important to helping our customers keep the cost.
1: Yeah, if we, if we go over that allocation, you, we end up paying twice the, the rate for this water, so there's a big penalty yeah. for going over.
0: Now, we also pay money to the Water Replenishment District, and some of you may not be familiar. The Water Replenishment District is an area-wide district, and when we take water out of the ground we have to pay a fee to replenish the water we've
1: taken exactly again we get about now sixty uh, percent of our water comes from the aquifer forty percent from the mwd so sixty percent of our water we pump it out of the aquifer and when we when we pump it out we have to pay them a fee they they use that but that's
0: still a lot less expensive oh yeah than- yeah. Uh,
1: uh, MWD water. Exactly. So what we do is we take as much groundwater as we can. We have a legal entitlement. We take it all because it's about one-third of the price of imported water. So we always maximize our groundwater production. So all the savings that we've accrued over the last year, last few years, that we've reduced our imported water yeah. um, accordingly. So, so we pay them a fee, a, a pump tax it's called, for every uh, acre foot of water we pump out of the aquifer. And their biggest cost of doing business is buying water from MWD. So they buy water, they they take the local runoff that comes from our mountains, they capture all that as the best they can. They also take some recycled water, recycled wastewater, blend that, and then what else, they, the The biggest price impact they have is then they have to buy some imported water from MWD to, to balance out the... And that market. has to be
0: reflected in their prices.
1: So that's what's happening to them. So they're actually getting hit with a double whammy right now. They used to... Get a 30 percent discount from MWD because MWD used to have surplus water, so they sold them this replenishment water at a discount. Now they can't buy. Water
0: is becoming scarcer and scarcer. What we used to, you know, most people think you turn on the knob, you get water. Well, there's a whole infrastructure that is behind all of that, and uh, what what we used to take for granted, we, we can no longer take for granted.
1: Well, it's becoming scarcer and scarcer, but again, the kind of things we're doing here in Long Beach are really making us much more reliable.
0: Now, I learned today for the first time the difference between El Nino and La Nina, and both of them affect water supply. Tell us about it.
1: Well, it's interesting. I know you like to go to Hawaii, and so do I, Art. So uh, actually what El Nino and La Nina are, they're weather patterns that are dictated by the Pacific Ocean temperatures along the equator south of Hawaii. And when the water temperature is warmer, like it has been for the last year. Hotter than normal. Hotter than norm. normal. That's we, El Nino. That's El Nino. The male.
0: Yes. And La Nina is when it's colder than normal. Yes.
1: So we're just finishing now in El Nino. That's probably why we just had a pretty good year. Our precipitation throughout all of California this year has been above oh, normal. Oh,
0: El Nino is good for water. El Nino is good. La
1: Nina. La Nina is usually drier than normal. The female is bad for water. Well, you said that, not me. Um, <laughs> But anyway, we're just finishing El Nino. El Nino is now waning, and now it looks like next winter we'll be either in a neutral or maybe a La Nina condition. So, you know, it, it just highlights that we, uh, we have to be diligent. We have to continue to conserve because El Nino's going away, and we may be in a La Nina next winter, which could be drier.
0: Now, you're an engineer by training, right. analytical, 13 years with the Met, 9 years with Long Beach. Uh, it must be satisfying to see these major projects such as diamond lake reservoir which i know you were involved in designing built and uh, addressing problems caused by the vagaries of mother nature
1: well you know sometimes they call us uh, water engineers uh, the the beavers you know we're always about squirrels we're always squirreling away water we're building dams we're squirreling away water but really when you think about california water management it's always about capturing the wet wet weather flows storing it, whether it's in our underground aquifer, which we do some of that here in Long Beach, whether it's in a surface reservoir like Diamond Valley Lake, and certainly conservation. So Mother Nature is going up and down Hemet. year to year, and
0: you want to be able to capture yep. the excess in the good years.
1: I always say it's just like your bank account. Sometimes you make a lot of money, sometimes you have a drought, but you know you want to balance it out and, and capture the water in the wet years and use it in the dry years.
0: And I know the Diamond Lake Reservoir in Hemet has a six-month supply of water stored right. there. So in the event of a drought or, a, God forbid, a terrorist attack interrupting supplies for the Colorado River, L.A. and the L.A. Basin has six months of water there.
1: Of course, what we really worry about is a major earthquake on the Newport, England, Fault That would sever the two aqueducts coming into Southern California. So that's, that's right. a big benefit of that reservoir. That's right. Yeah.
0: So I know there were some major environmental impacts to the community in building that, but it makes sense when you step back and look at the... The macro picture. Yeah,
1: it really allows MWD to take whatever water they have, whether it's Colorado River, which they've got a pretty good supply this year, but maybe next year they won't, or if it's state water, they can take whichever one they have and they put it in there and they store it for the dryers. Yep.
0: Okay, we'll be back with the remaining portions of this show after these messages. Stay with us.
1: more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company.
2: Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan.
0: We are fortunate to have a first rate water department here in Long Beach. All parts of the government should work as well as Long Beach water. We would be very fortunate. So I want to thank you and your staff for for the high quality service you provided. Final words to our viewers.
1: Well, thanks for having us here today, Art. It's always a pleasure. And I just want to say thank you to our residents. Long Beach has continued to do just a wonderful job. We are the leader in California in conservation. I hear that from people all over the state. We've tried to make it a very positive thing. I think it has been a very positive thing. We've got this wonderful new lawn to garden program, and we hope people will take advantage of it and we can continue to lead California in the right direction.
0: Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us at home. And join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone.
1: Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.